Hey gearheads and welcome to Garage Talk, a discussion about all things automotive. I'm Corey. And I'm Matt. And each week this podcast will serve as a catalyst for discussion on all sorts of topics that grind our gears, excite us, or just need a bit more conversation. And on this week's episode, we have got a lot special in store for you. I've plugged it on Facebook. I've plugged it anywhere I can. I'm very excited about this week's episode. And we actually have a special guest. And Spencer, say hey. Hey. You ask for a hey, you get a hey. So That's it. Uh, we're very, very excited about this week's episode. Hey, Corey. Yes. Are you excited? Just marginally. Just, Mar- just, just a, little. a little bit. Just a teeny bit. You, you can sit down now. Yes. We actually get to announce what we're going to announce tonight. So I, I, I'm, I'm excited. It, it, don't I'm, tell him yet. I'm bursting. Just I wait. I, I don't. Yeah. Stay tuned. Uh, as we dive into this week's episode, we're going to talk to Spencer about his car history and find out what brought him here and why we have asked him to join us on Garage Talk. In the meantime, we would truly love to hear back from you. You can hit us up on all our social media platforms. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at GT Garage Talk, or you can go to our website, gtgaragetalk.com, find out more about us, find links to all the platforms that we're on. You can find out everything about us on our website, gtgaragetalk. Maybe even stuff you don't want to know about us. Maybe even stuff. You can even find like these cool hats and shirts that you and I are wearing that they can't see us wearing right now. Team Bronco. Team Team Jeep. Team Jeep. I almost had you saying Team Bronco. That <laughs> no, I almost said Team Chevy because I drove here in my Chevy Cruze. <laughs> so... Uh, I, I'm a Chevy guy. Through starting through, all kinds of fights, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, why don't we get to our special guest, Matt? This isn't all about us, right? So, Spencer, hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm I'm doing great. I'm probably just as excited as you are for this, honestly. Have you had enough of us? Have we worn you out already? You've you've had to listen to a lot of us already up oh, to hitting oh no. record. Oh no, this is like the highlight of my week right here. <laughs> yes. Fantastic. We've made the highlight real, and you've had quite a week yourself. So. Uh, we won't go into that, but we have asked you here for one specific reason. Well, well not just one reason. Two main reasons. We'll, we'll go into two main uh, we reasons. We like the guy. That's well, a reason. Three main reasons. <laughs> See, he's correcting me. I, I told you, he's the boss. I do as I'm told. Right? Right? That's how it works, Matt? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> we have it on record now, so there it is. But, Spencer, you've had an interesting and unique car history yeah so to speak uh i asked you about the story of your first car that i actually read about online and (laughs) you did not answer with you did not answer that question the way i thought you would because you asked which one yeah which is a very strange way to answer tell me about your first car because i thought Right, right. I, I, you said, tell me about your first car, and I said, yeah, which one? Because I guess, I guess first we gotta get this. Let's get this in the air. Okay. So, what makes a first car? Is it literally the very first car you purchased, no matter how long you've had it, or is it maybe the very first car that you had a lot of those first car moments in? Yes. <laughs> because Does that help? <laughs> yeah, I mean, because we're gonna, know, we're I've, gonna I've got, to, I fit both of those pages like really well. We're gonna we're gonna have to back this off a little. We're less than five minutes in, and you're way deep, man, <laughs> way deep. <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, we we like to keep things light, and our brains are already turning way too much on this episode. <laughs> you're you're making us so, think. <laughs> yeah, so so explain to our wonderful listeners what you mean by your first cars. Okay, so so my my very first 
car that was I was handed the keys and said, "This is what you're going to drive." Was a 2007 Kirio. Shout out. Yeah, it was it was gold. Oh, um, nice. It it had manual crank down windows. Nice. It had AC. I think was the you know the the top feature on that car. It was pretty bare bones. Yeah. Uh, we had gotten it from a local dealership, and uh, we'll we'll keep leave that yeah, out of it. Just leave it. But leave uh, it, yeah. but we we bought it on a on a Saturday. And, uh, you know, I wanted, of course, what, what do you do when you get a new car? Come on, Mom, Dad, let's, let's drive the new one to church on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Let's take and it then, everywhere. Um, Monday. I went mudding in mine. Um, <laughs> you know. That would not have ended well in a Kia Probably not. No. <laughs> no. Uh, a little low on the ground, yeah. to the ground for yeah. that. Just but, um, smidge. shoot, I mean, I would have thought that it would have been okay just driving down the road. But, but Monday, I'm, I'm out. I'm running, you know running my excuses to drive my car Naturally. and uh my mother was at the doctor's office and uh, her side of the story goes she suddenly called by a random number and she just had the urge to pick it up even though she doesn't and it was uh it was me on the phone saying mom i wrecked my car <laughs> uh my side of the story is i'm i'm driving home i'm going about 60 mm-hmm. and uh the faster than i can even really say what happened I felt the front end of the car dip down, and the rear end of my car was suddenly trying to pass me. <laughs> Whoa! And <laughs> I'm, I realize how it works. I realize <laughs> that the way the way this is going is all of a sudden I am sideways, moving 60 miles per hour, and uh, I'm, I'm across both lanes of traffic, and a car's coming. So I'm doing like as much wild steering as I can. It just yeah. didn't seem to be doing anything. <laughs> uh, I go completely off the road, and uh, when when the car comes to a stop, because you know. Anybody who's been in a wreck like that, you don't know what's going on until that car comes to a stop. Naturally. I ended up crawling out of the car um, through the passenger side because the driver's side was jammed. And this lady that, that was coming at me, she said she saw the whole thing. She's like, you just flipped your car. You just flipped your car. I got 911 on the phone. You just flipped your car. I'm like, I don't know where my glasses are. <laughs> I don't know where my cell phone is. I had like a little, it was, it's kind of cool. I had like this like center console. I could like, Make sure the cell phone was all safely yeah. tucked away, not yeah. a distraction and all that. Oh, yeah. I didn't know where any of that was. It was not there when the car stopped. My glasses <laughs> weren't even on my face when the car stopped. And then there's a pickup truck in front of me, and he saw the whole thing from, like, his rearview mirror. Yeah. And he's stopping, and he's, like, pointing at the car and everything and telling me, telling me the car broke, the car broke. And I look over. Yeah. And like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's broke. I, I like I like uh, you know, nature put it into the tree, I guess you could say, but uh the there was an impact mark, you know, on the driver's side, mm-hmm. but it was not near the tire, but the tire was folded up underneath the car. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm we're looking at it and there was this big old piece of shiny broken metal there. And it was the steering knuckle snapped. Oh, no. And I'm like, that doesn't even make sense. I mean, you you can watch cars crash all day long. That's not a common part to snap. Never. No. But uh, what turns out is, is, yeah, after three days after I bought this car, I mean, it was used by the time I got it and stuff, but uh, three days after I bought this car, I'm driving home and my steering knuckle snaps. That's not normal. No, I mean, apparently uh, the guy in front of me just, well, he was slowing down for a turn and just had looked in his rearview mirror right in time, 
to watch my wheel fold up underneath my car and me just lose control of it. I mean, what do you, where do you go from that? Like, No kidding. That's the equivalent of like tripping over your own feet. <laughs> your car tripped over its <laughs> yeah. own feet. I mean, you, you see these video, these pictures online that are always captioned Kachow and they've got like a, a tire doing that. It's like, well, when you're going 60 miles per hour and that's what your tire does. It's not fun. It's Yeah, it's like way not fun. It's like, what just happened? I have no idea. Not and nearly then, as cool as the of, pictures on of Facebook. Of course, the, the, the officer out there, you know, he comes out there and he's like, oh, you're, you're 17? Oh, well, this is going to be driving too fast in unsafe weather conditions. Oh. And I'm like, and it, it, it didn't dawn on me until like two days later. I was like, wait, what What were the weather conditions? Yeah. It was like forecasted to rain later that day. Nice. That was the weather condition. <laughs> that, was, that was it. That was all of I it. I was driving too fast for rain coming later that day, even though I was like going the speed limit. You should have known better, man. Um. Wow. I, I like tried to even like argue it in court with all the pictures and stuff and I told and like even the judge it was it was a judge out of uh out of uh where is I anyway it was a judge yeah <laughs> and he was like he was like young man I think you you really argued your case you know the jury's going off and deli- and you know they're they're doing their deciding and the judge is like I think you argued your case really well I think you're gonna have good results and I remember the bailiff coming back and they're like can we raise the maximum fine? They want to know about that. And then the judge is like, oh, that's not a good sign. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, so you like, made it that worse. Was, that was crazy. And then he was like, the judge was like, no, don't raise the maximum fine. That's that's crazy. But wow. I think it was because I think what they re- Well, first of all, the court date got postponed twice. It was over a year by the time I actually had the court for that incident, which yeah. I think that was kind of... Right to a speedy trial apparently just means you're not going to be waiting in jail for 30 years waiting right. on your trial. It right. doesn't, yeah, I mean, it could be a year. That, that's fine. Speedy is relative. Yes, it is. Very, very much so. But, uh, y- yeah, it was, a, it was a really weird experience. And uh, from there. Great first car experience. I, I did what any normal, you know, teenager would do. And I started staking out what would then be my next first car because the problem was i didn't have that car long enough to even have like memories of it right i couldn't tell you what the you know i couldn't tell you anything about it i couldn't tell you how many times i had to try to get it inspected or any of that i mean none none of those items i didn't i didn't ever seven it was gold had crank windows that's that's and air air conditioning yeah Yeah, and and i mean that that was it that's all i can really tell you about that car uh like at all, I th- that was it. I, c- I can't tell you what the interior looked like on it. In so fact, I just didn't. I wasn't in the car. I mean, I was out of the. I, when we owned the car, I was out of the car longer than I was in the car. I mean, right. In fact, uh, the post I read on Facebook was your mom sharing a story, and it was the only picture apparently that even exists of the car and you owning it, and that was like when you bought it. Because yeah, it was like know, a picture of her like of three me days sta- later. Like, yeah, and and that was it because. We had taken, I had taken like some pictures of it, but it was, it was pretty overcast by the time we were taking the pictures. So it, it didn't come out really good. So like the best pictures I ever had of that car was of it completely totaled. Like, oh, wow. Like, total, totaled my first car three days my after I got car, it. first car, everybody. Yeah. So, and, I mean, I guess when a car tries to murder you, it's, uh, <laughs> it's okay to wipe those memories that like. To me, that seems an, like an acceptable, justified. Right, right. You know, uh, you know. I don't want to. I don't. A when people are vehicle. like, when people are all sitting around, you know, sitting around somewhere, so talking about their first cars, 
I don't want to talk about the car that I lost <laughs> after having them for like two and a half days. That's that's the weirdest thing ever. I mean, the one that tried to kill you. you know, it was yeah. from a, it was from a dealership. Was, you know. Okay, so uh, so you know, of, of course, it was a few. It was probably a few thousand dollars. My parents were were you know were the ones that were going to make payments on going to make payments on it. It was the insurance company that bought it. Uh, <laughs> Um, well, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, not sponsored, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's how that works. Uh, Catch on quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my second car, which is the car that I like to say is my first car. I had a lot of first car moments in this car, and it was a '97 Geo Metro that I bought from my brother-in-law for five hundred dollars. Nice. He told me that the radiator would need to be replaced, and it needs a lot of work. <laughs> That's a very vague statement. Your your wife's behind you shaking her head very adamantly. <laughs> yeah, she she. Uh, I met my wife in that car. Um, that's a pretty funny story too. But you know, I'm thinking I'm getting in this car. I'm thinking radiator. I'm thinking who knows what else. Yeah. Why did what put out the radiator? Who knows? Well, I get underneath there. And the bottom radiator hose was just dry rot all and just falling apart. And so I got a good run and driving car for $516. Nice. I drove that up. car for at least three years. But in that three years, I had everything that could break on it break. Well, it was a GO. Which I mean, was which the, is a joint Suzuki what was it? Chevrolet. What was the other one? Yeah, Chevrolet. Chevrolet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, GM, right, yeah. Corey? Yeah. I'm, I'm was, pretty sure uh-huh. that motor that threw the rod, you know, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that was actually a, a Chevrolet one one liter hey. four cylinder engine. A whole liter. I had a whole I had a whole liter, guys. <laughs> the '90s were not. <laughs> yeah, they offered that in two engine packages. You could get the uh, .7 liter three cylinder, or you could get the the L, the one that had the ls badge on the back of it oh. which meant luxury sport and that that <laughs> no, came didn't. with a forty seven d three or was it 73 horsepower one liter engine i'm like wow all 73 it had a all of them it had a uh, a three-speed automatic stallions. and it did not have first gear it would get started in second and then just shift into third there's this there's this big running joke that if i drove on on highway 31 speed limit 70 that I could not speed. <laughs> it is the car you want your teenage driver to yeah, your teenage son to be that. driving. I could see that. It, it, it did not have enough power to get itself above 70 miles per hour by a large enough margin to get pulled over. That's fantastic. I could. I remember. I remember. Uh, it never ran right. I mean, just never ever ran right. And she's she's still over here. <laughs> she's still over here shaking her head over here. She, that the car never ran right. Um, I got on 31 one day, and I put the pedal all the way on the firewall. It hit 60 miles per hour at the time that 31 changes the speed limit from 60 to 70. <laughs> and then I never quite got above 70 miles per hour. Just just trying its hardest, the little engine that could. I think I can. I think I can. The first time I got that car inspected, I had to take it back to the inspection place, I think, four or five times. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it was at least four or five I've, times. I've, yeah, I, I met my wife in there. We had our first date in this in this uh, this car, and uh, it and did, you still married him. Yeah, yeah it's a miracle, man. <laughs> I, 
I must have done something right on a date that I did everything wrong on because she chose to have a second date. I think she, I thought she just thought I was having a bad day or something felt bad for me. A mercy but, second uh, date? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I think she was like, we're going to let you try to do, have a do-over because everything just went wrong. <laughs> um, I picked her up, and, and uh, the car at the time, I actually had got this weird boneheaded idea at one point to paint it, but this was before I painted it, so it was, it was a navy blue. Okay. With white racing stripes. Oh. Of course it did. Each one of those added like at least 25 horsepower. At least. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. you, you can't even you can't bless, even compare it to having two racing stripes, guys. Bless its heart. <laughs> uh, it, it had uh, the, the rear window was tinted purple and the side windows were tinted blue. Nice. Very nice. And it had like a 14-inch subwoofer in the trunk. Ah. So it, so it could go it, boom, but it could not do anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Um, That's a good way to put it. Uh, so I pick up my <laughs> wife in this car, and we're driving. And, of course, you know you know how this is going. I'm like, oh, well, we're going to go get some lunch. We're going to see a movie. Uh, it's August. This car doesn't have AC. I'm asking her, where do you want to go over the wind noises? <laughs> and she's like, oh, I don't know. Anywhere's fine. She, I'm sure what she's really saying there is anywhere with AC is fine. Yeah. But I'm over here going, well, if, if you don't have anything you want, I'm, I'm just going to choose the, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to, you know, I don't know what I was thinking saying this. I'm going to choose the cheapest place I could think of. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know. <laughs> and, um, and she goes, yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's, that's really fine. And so I'll, I'm looking, I'm like, well, just for the joke of it, I'm, what's the cheapest <laughs> place within, like, eye shot? And I looked over and I said, okay, well, then we're going to go to Sonic. <laughs> and I... And a navy blue car in August in Texas that did not have air conditioning. This, and this she, isn't her, going her, well. Her reply, her reply floors me to this day. It wasn't let me out of the car. It was, I got coupons. <laughs> <laughs> Marry that woman right there. Yes. I'm like, I, I, yeah. Uh, so anyway, I bought the ring the next week. <laughs> no, no, no that, that, that part's not true. Um, but we're, we're eating there. We, we, we eat Sonic. We go to see the movie. We're going we're gonna to go to a little store. It used to be in town. It was called Rocket Fizz. It was, mm-hmm. it was pretty neat. Mm-hmm. She had never been. Well, my alternator dies on this date. <laughs> and I'm over here having to ask like people every probably you know four or five, six blocks to if I can get a jump start. Nice. I end up limping the car all the way back to her, ha- her, her, her parents' house. She's like asking me, you know, she's telling me, oh, my dad used to be a mechanic. He'll come look at your car and everything. But I just, I cannot end it that way. Everything yeah. else that was going thing. so right. great. I like the Male pride ego. in my brain. It was like that man ego was like, I am not going to have another man look at my car after having a date that somehow went so surprisingly well as this one did. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, no, I'll make it home. Don't, don't worry. I was like one block around the corner from her house calling my dad saying, hey, I need help. Please help me make this stop. Because, like, my dad already knew how bad the car was. Like, I'm not going to have another guy come over here and be like, "Mm." Yeah, there's nothing nothing to explain to your dad. Like, he's usually leaving that thing. There's, like, a lot of of shame in, like, telling this girl I'm real interested in his father, hey, I don't have reliable transportation. Yeah, yeah. Please let me continue seeing your daughter. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I was thinking about taking her out again. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's I mean, okay. I promise it won't break down next time. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, but no, I had like a lot of I had a lot of firsts in that car. I had like the, you know, like the first time I experienced an engine explode on me in that car. 
I'm yet I, to I have, have that one. You say it like it's just a normal thing. <laughs> well, well, I mean, <laughs> at this table, apparently it is. <laughs> I, I feel like, you know, can I tell you, I've had that happen three times oh, gosh. in two different cars. Well, high five, sir. <laughs> That's awesome. So like, uh, I, I shot a, I shot a, a rod out of the oil pan and I took it to this uh, mechanics. I had no idea what happened because, you know, I'm still like learning on this. For thing. those of you not mecha- mechanically inclined, that's very bad. Well, yeah, yeah. So, sum so it up. Uh, it's very bad. <laughs> so, like, there's a there's a moving piston there. It's connected with 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 what's called a connecting rod, and that's what delivers rotational energy to your crankshaft. And if that flies out of your engine, you're having a bad day. Very, <laughs> you're very bad. And, um, yeah. This this mechanic says, "Well, the engines for these things are pretty cheap." He says, "You can put one in for about six hundred dollars." And he goes, "Or you could try to find another car for that." And I'm like, eh. Okay, six hundred dollars. Here you go. Well, then, then he, uh, then he really, then he really did me a good one. And I, he, I get a call. He's like, "Hey, uh, your engine's all good. It's running. You know, your new engine's in. It's it's running good and all that." And he goes, "But man, your transmission's just not working now." Oh no, that's gonna be another like five hundred dollars. I'm thinking, well, eleven hundred dollars. I surely could have bought another vehicle. I mean, yeah, come, no kidding. Come on, but now I'm already like six hundred dollars in it, and I only have like five hundred more dollars. I'm like, oh man. Okay, well, I guess I'm gonna have to fix this too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was just one thing after another with that car, and I finally got rid of the car when it suddenly was having the rod knock issue again, like a year later. And I was like, I know what this is now because last time I did this, <laughs> I erupted in like this big white smoke cloud. <laughs> On the way to driving it to the mechanic who charged me $1,100 for a car that was worth, like, two. You um, are a quick learner. Yeah, yeah. Um, so after that, I just scoured Craigslist for anything I could afford that said it ran and drove, and I got the most beat-up Nissan hard body that ever existed. Oh, I don't, I don't know about that. Top but gear. It's, it's, well, <laughs> well, that was a Hilux. That was that, a Toyota, so... Well, yeah, this was the most beat up Nissan. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, so I mean, the only thing cool about those were like they they had the same engine that was put in the American version of the 240SX. Yes. So like everybody that drove the 240SX said, "Oh man, it's got a truck engine," and everybody that's like driving the the hard body's like, "Oh man, I got a, like a drift car engine." Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if you listened to the episode with my brother. Oh, uh, uh, you know, he I actually did. had a 240SX, and yes, he did complain. It's got a truck engine. Let yeah. me swap an SR20 DET into uh, it. Yeah. Oh man, but but I mean, come on, like I saw I saw a 240SX the other day. Yeah. And it didn't have a hood on it and had the twin turbos like mounted on the front up there. And I was like, oh man, this thing is sick. And he, like it just sounded mean. It just oh, yeah. sounded good, dude. Yeah. It was it was it was lowered everything. There's just there's just something primal that comes out of you when you see that. It's, Absolutely. It's crazy, like Absolutely. So if I asked you uh buy it new or build it, you're in team build it, huh? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. If you yes. got the, if you got the money to build it, man, just build it. Just uh High five number two of the episode. Man, make make it make it out. what you want. Um, <laughs> so so this Nissan hard body, uh, I that's the only car I've ever had that I actually broke even on. Oh hey, and it's that's like it's like the weirdest story ever. I bought this thing for a thousand dollars. Okay. Um, I had that's the a in- good start. Yeah, yeah, I I I changed the oil in it, and the oil was like kind of thick. <laughs> 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 and a couple of weeks later. A couple of weeks later, all of a sudden it had that familiar sound to it again. <laughs> Except this time, this time I was like, I cannot, 
I cannot buy another car. I have to fix this. So yeah. I did. I borrowed I borrowed an engine hoist from a, a buddy of mine, and I bought a Haynes repair manual. And I somehow, by the grace of God, I mean it was summer again. It was it was hot. Of course. By the by the grace of God, it never I, happens I convinced, when it's actually decent weather outside. Right. Oh yeah, the, never. Uh, I convinced my mom to let me put a tablecloth down in my bedroom and rebuild my truck engine in my be- air-conditioned bedroom. You are my hero. <laughs> I, I, like, literally, me and my dad, like, you know, we got a front. We don't have, like, steps in the front. We got a port. We got a ramp. Yeah. And so we're wheeling an engine on a on an engine stand into my house after pulling it out of the back of my parents' PT Cruiser <laughs> that I used to pick it up from the machine shop. It took, like, a month to even find the right crankshaft for that thing. It was <laughs> It was crazy, like... It was this wild, whole wild experience. She's over here smiling because, like, she she was like with me the whole the whole way on that thing. But yeah, I, I rebuilt the You've engine. You've had quite the journey, Becca. <laughs> then um, I I I had it all rebuilt. It was it was good. Like the engine was strong. I mean, it was it was great. I I I don't know how I did such a good job never having touched an engine before in my <laughs> you know the innards before in my life. I've always done like the small stuff on the outside, but right. that was like the first real big project. Um. Driving it home, uh, my buddy had been in town uh, from from the Navy, and I'm driving it home from hanging out with him all day on the on the loop, heading uphill, and above in front of me, there's something weird going on. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. All of a sudden, his van starts rolling backwards, so I stop. I'm like probably ten car lengths back. I just stopped, and and there's an officer that suddenly comes around me. I'm like, oh, he's he's seeing it. He's gonna he's gonna catch this guy. He's gonna figure out what's going on here. Why this guy's backing up on the loop. But he just kept coming, and like the uh, the officer kind of like tried to swerve in, but like the van just miraculously avoided the officer, and it came and it like tuna canned my left fender off of that oh. truck. And uh, because it was a '93 and it was already beat to just nothing, of course it was total. Right, doesn't take. But much. uh, but it was just a fender, so I'm like, if I've rebuilt the engine, I can like rebuild a fender. That's I, mean, I can yeah. put a fender on. That's fine. That's no no big deal. I, I got this. Well, the insurance company gave me um, like like sixteen hundred dollars for that. Dang. I'm like, wow. <laughs> okay. Um, That's a win. Apparently, since it was a '93 and it was over 20 years old by that point, they counted it as a classic car. Mm-hmm. Nice. I'm like, wow. Who who would have thought? I got the wrong insurance company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, this wasn't even my insurance company. This was like the other guy's insurance company. But that was an interesting time because uh, I called my mom and and I told her what the officer told me. I said I've just been involved in a wreck that involved six cars and two houses. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> that apparently this. Uh, he's got the weirdest car stories. <laughs> Let's see. He's had one trip itself. He's had <laughs> multiple explosions. <laughs> And um, how did you phrase that? You were in a wreck with what? With six cars and two houses. What what happened was... Um, well, when the this, story starts off with, see what had happened was... Yeah. Well, there, it's going to be a good one. It was yeah. this van. It was all this van's fault. Uh, this van rear-ended a full-size pickup truck. Okay. And the guy was rendered unconscious, apparently. And he started free-rolling back down the hill. Okay. So he, there was two cars involved. Mine was the third. Okay. And the pickup truck apparently lost all brakes in a rear end collision. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm no. I'm. I don't know about that. But okay. And rolled if into you, the cop car. No, he he, <laughs> he actually 
he actually did not want to go, you know, straight through this busy intersection that he got rear-ended at. Right. So he cut the wheel real hard to the right. He popped it up on the curb, and he ran into what what actually are pretty much, I mean, I don't even know, like, they're like, they're like condemned houses. They were just like buildings off the side of the loop. It was over there, uh, over there, like, across the street from, like, Palm Harbor Homes. Yeah. Okay. And you so you know, there's like these little, they're like little bitty, they're like tiny homes that millennials don't want to live in yeah um but like they're 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 obviously condemned so so they were they were stricken off but at the time all they knew is that guy went and he like grazed one and then like went into the other one uh because apparently he had no brakes in his truck after getting hit rear-ended i but the van after it hit me so that's that's three cars and two houses apparently that van um struck another vehicle in the other other lane he jumped the curb struck another moving vehicle and then hit two parked cars which stopped him that's awesome. That was six cars and two houses. I'm surprised your hard body didn't stop him. Well, no kidding. <laughs> no, like, I mean, I, when I tell you at Tuna Can, it literally just like rolled my fender off of the car. That's great. <laughs> it was like the craziest thing. It caught the corner of the fender and it just, just like literally just kind of peeled, peeled it open. Yeah, that's all it was. It was like so close. It didn't even like, like as like the angle and everything, it didn't even take off my side mirror. Huh. It just took off the fender. <laughs> just the fender. And we drove it to my grandparent, my grandfather's apartment. At the, he was where he was living at apartment at the time. And the de- we left it there. And the next day, I I went up there. My mom dropped me off up there with my toolbox, and I just finished taking the fender off, and yeah. I drove it home. Or you can Jeremy Clarkson hammer it back on there. That's right. <laughs> yeah, beat it, uh, beat it hard enough, and so uh, that car, I drove it. Uh, probably, you know, did all kinds of stuff on it, but uh, it ended up started having sound like rocks were getting thrown around in the transmission when I was shifting. That's healthy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I told you guys, I, somebody, you know, it had been trashed when I got it. I you know, you don't buy a one thousand dollar truck. Like, yeah. It's not the. I mean, it was. It was in great. It, it, it was in great shape, guys. It, right. But uh, so I, I, I was at a stable job at that point, and you know, I, I decided I was gonna just go get myself a car payment and, you know, start building up the credit and everything. And I sold the car. So if we're keeping up here, I got, I, I bought it for a, a thousand, replaced the engine for a thousand. I got 1400. I'm, I'm now only $600 in the hole. Yeah. And then I sold it to a guy in, in, uh, Louisiana for $800 just because I had put that I rebuilt the engine and he called me and he asked me what I did to the engine and I walked him step by step through what I had done to the engine for like an hour on the phone and he said he's got a wanna you forgot the best part about who you bought the truck from oh oh yeah I I'm skipping ahead here yeah I I bought this truck from these from these interesting shady characters but when I sold my Geo Metro for like $100 to the first person who would just haul it off yeah it was the same guys who sold me the truck that showed up to pick <laughs> up the Geo Metro. And, and you know, after this was after, like, I had already had a couple of problems with the truck. And so, like, I didn't even feel bad about it. I was just like. This is awesome. I, this is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it was, these, it was these guys out of Lindale. And they, they, like, showed up with this with this flatbed trailer. No straps. Their, their, their whole idea was we're going to pull the front two two-by-fours off the trailer. We are going to use those as ramps to mm. put the car on the trailer. And then we're going to remove two by fours in front of both the front and the back wheels and then push it so it's sitting on the frame. Okay. And then they had one guy ride back in the car. Oh, so that if it, <laughs> of course it did. 
No. <laughs> this no. Is, this is for real. Like, like you, the people are going to be thinking I'm going to make this up, but no, they actually had one of the guys. Put, they put they somebody put in, the, in car. the car. Okay, they had backed it up there. They put someone in the car, and their whole idea was that person's job was to press on the brake pedal <laughs> if the car came, off the, came off the trailer so that they weren't liable. And uh, No. No, I that's remember. not how it works. Somebody's liable. Somebody's <laughs> going to jail. I, I remember. Please don't do that. Anyone who's listening, please don't do that. <laughs> I handed this guy Disclaimer. my title, signed and everything, and he goes, oh, I'm just going to burn this. It's going to be a race car. We're going to Fred Lobster this thing. <laughs> and I went, okay. And as soon as, I, enjoy. as soon as I could not see their taillights, I like went online. It was like 9 o'clock at night. They come after dark so that they wouldn't be caught with a trailer that didn't have lights and the tags on it. Of course. Um, and like, as soon as I could not see like their truck anymore, I'm like getting online and I'm doing that. Like, yes, I just sold my vehicle. Here's the VIN. And this is why I'm not responsible for it anymore. Absolutely. I'm like, <laughs> Take all responsibility <laughs> away from me. No, thank yeah, you. it was, it was wild. Um, oh man. Yeah. Uh, so, so those were the colorful characters I bought this truck from. And uh, like when I rebuilt the engine, I found like a little device in in the underside of the intake manifold, and I ended up showing it. I was working for a little little company that dealt with kind of automotive stuff. It was kind of kind of an interesting company. It's it's definitely something for another day. <laughs> but um, uh, I showed it to one of my coworkers that was a mechanic, and he goes, "Oh, that looks like a NOS valve." Nice. I'm like, huh? That's that explains a lot, actually. <laughs> NOS on a hard body. Uh, I mean, well, you could think of it as like NOS on a 240SX uh, with mean, a bed. Yeah, yeah. Be a fun little weekend toy. That would be a blast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, except yeah. like the hard body was like lighter in the rear end than in the, in the SX. So, I mean, well, I, I'm sure it was like really going around the corner. Perfect for burnouts and, yeah, yeah, and, absolutely. and drifting. Yeah, it, was, it was all kinds of wild. Um, My wife's not going to like you after this episode. <laughs> These are some wonderful ideas. <laughs> so, so... I, I told I, I hinted at all this to Corey. I, I have a crazy story about almost every car I've ever owned. My next car that I replaced that truck with was a 2018 Kia Forte that I bought in 2019. It okay. was a year old and it had 52 miles on it. Nice. And I bought it through a you know a pretty well known online car buying experience company, not okay. sponsored. Not sponsored. Quick learner. I told you. He's a quick learner. Um, and I was, and it was a great car. It had a manual transmission in it. I mean, I mean, it was, it was awesome. Like 20, a 2018 with a manual transmission. That's pretty rare. Yeah. But it did have like the annoying little rev matching and stuff like, I mean, because of course it did and, and all that. It's, it's going to be annoying. It's going to be, it's going to be weird. <laughs> Third high five. But that's, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> But uh, after driving it, I've been driving this thing for a year. You know, I inherited most of the big, you know, Kias are known now for their 10-year, 10 10,000-mile 10, warranty. Right, right. And I, I inherited most of that warranty. As a second owner, I got the six-year, 600,000-mile, and, and it's only Still one great. year old. I mean, yeah. this, that's a great warranty for this car. And it, it had low payments. It was great. Uh, great little car. Uh, great price. So nothing I could go wrong. I feel a butt coming yeah. along. Well, <laughs> after about a year of driving it, um, I started noticing the clutch was slipping. I was like, well, that, that's kind of weird, but maybe the previous owner just, like, didn't know what they were doing. I, I brought it back to the dealership. They're like, well, clutches aren't usually – they're not usually covered by warranty. It's a natural wearing part. Right. So that we'll take a look at it. We'll see what's going on. When they come back out, they said, oh, uh, well, this is going to be covered under warranty. You've got to 
you got an oil leak from the front end of your transmission on this car. I was like, oh, that's crazy. And he's like, yeah. He goes, it, it just happens sometimes. He goes, <laughs> yeah. He goes, pretty much, pretty much, uh, you know, probably one out of every thousand cars, just in general. He's worked at like several dealerships. He goes, sometimes you just get new cars that the seal just wasn't put on right from the factory. Nice. Somebody had a bad day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it wasn't a car made on Wednesday if you buy into <laughs> right, that kind of thing. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, okay, whatever. It's covered under warranty. They're gonna fix it. I'm never gonna have this problem again, most likely. Well. Yeah, I see you knocking on the wood. Well, that wasn't the problem. Uh, they're they're doing it. I get a call from from the manager over over at the dealership, and they're saying, "Hey, uh, are you gonna come pick up your car?" I said, "Oh, is it done?" He goes, "She goes, what do you mean?" She goes, "We can't work on this car." I said, "What's going on?" And she goes, "She she kind of kind told me about it. I got I got up there. I ended up talking to her in person." And she said every time that she tried to send the warranty claim in, it came back saying that the car had been, was totaled. What? I'm like, <laughs> I've literally had this car since the odometer read 5-2. Oh, How was it total? What are you talking about? She goes, well, you're just going to have to call Kia Corporate and figure all this out and all this. And so I'm calling Kia Corporate, and they're like, uh, yeah, that car's totaled. You're going to have to go back to people who sold it to you. And I go back to people who sold it to me, and they're like, Hey, buddy, you saw the clean blue title. I don't know what game they're playing with you over there. Oh, my goodness. You need to, you need to get the they, – they need to honor that warranty because it has a good clean title. So I call back Q Corporate, and I'm like, I got a copy of, of the title here. It says it's clean. They're like, well, no, it's definitely it's definitely total. It's a salvage. It's, it's, actually, it's actually marked to be crushed. I'm like <laughs> – Holy smokes! Like, well, what? That's an overreaction. What? What is this? It <laughs> escalated quickly. He's like, she says, yeah. It's, it says, it says it's not even supposed to be used for parts. I'm like, what does that mean? She goes, well, I don't know. We can't really divulge into you know. It's it's kind of like past history car stuff and you know previous owners and all that. You can't can't really get into that. I'm like, oh no, you're gonna get into I'm like, it. I'm like, yeah, I'm getting I'm getting angry and all this, and and I finally I I decide I'm gonna call the state. I'm gonna call the state of Texas. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up because that's who Texas title is what right. I've got. You know, it's shown on this. I've got a lien on it, but you know, I'm making car payments. But they're like, oh yeah, on our end, it shows it's a clean title. So I call I contact Kia Corporate again, and I'm saying, look guys, you're the only people here telling me that this is up. If you can't provide proof, I'm gonna have to seek legal action against you guys not have it keeping upholding this warranty that the car was sold to me with. Right. And so they escalated it to uh, to their manager because I brought that L word out. Yes. <laughs> yes. And the manager said, okay, if you can provide that you know proof that you're ownership of the car we can provide proof that it's totaled and so i did I, I i faxed them all of the paperwork that i had been provided and they they called me back and they said okay they said uh that car was distributed to a dealer lot in uh down down in the houston area oh no and being a 2018 it was on the lot when Hurricane Harvey rolled oh, no. It was marked as on the lot, and they said, well, it's been flooded. They said, you know, people can really clean that up really well, but yeah. it has been flooded. Therefore, it's not even marked to be even used, supposed to be used for parts. That is insane. And they're like, so your previous people, they said, uh, they said that the, uh, the insurance company 
that bought it should have handled having the title done. So I started going back and I started looking into everything. And I hadn't even looked in like the Carfax report and it wasn't even on the Carfax report. But then all of a sudden, all of a sudden it was on the Carfax report. <laughs> like when I got another Carfax report, it was like pending that same day that it had been put on the car. It was like that day it had been marked that, that many years ago. Yeah. I said, wait a minute. So I ended up tracing this thing back. I ended up, uh, I ended up getting, getting in touch with a lawyer that, that I had association with someone they were associated with. And this guy, this guy actually did everything for free. It was a real blessing. He wrote letters and everything to, wow. to found out Whoops. that, whew, not a sponsor. Hopefully <laughs> <laughs> that one out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just put the little, little beep. Yeah. Well, they, they contacted these people and we, we, through all the car history and everything, I didn't know, like going through multiple car history reports, not just car facts. I ended up having to piece together a puzzle that what happened was this, uh, totally different car buying experience bought the car out of state lines and then sold the car to themselves back in state lines. Oh my gosh. From an auction that was put on by the insurance company. Wow. And so, so who messed up first? They both messed up. Right. But the insurance company shouldn't have even been auctioning that car off. Right. Wow. That car was marked for, 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 to be destroyed. All of those cars were. So, so I feel bad for anybody else who's driving a car that's been sitting on those lots and still has yet to find out and won't find out until like, Something years major la- happens. Years later, like say you know they have a have a routine part that just goes out and you know a little sensor or something give, gives it gives an error and That's they take incredible. it in there and they say oh we can't work on this car yeah. that you've had since the day you bought it with no problems because it's totaled. I mean there's got to be I cannot be the only one that's had yeah. that happen and it's yeah. probably not just the people who sold it to me there's all kinds of shady car dealers. Yeah. So that's that's my other I mean, so, so so far I've had a weird car story about every car I've owned. It's it's yeah. just crazy. Um I married my wife in that car and then when all that happened uh they the finally Must the been settlement a small was, wedding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Dad jokes. That was, that was my honeymoon mobile. It was it was interesting. It was a good car. I mean, yeah. it was great. It was it was kind of nice on the inside and everything. Nicer than what you expect a Kia to be. Yeah. But uh, you know, then then okay, so the settlement ended up being they're going to give me all of what I paid for a down payment, and all of the payments I'd made on the car back in like one lump sum. Right. And so that made a real nice down payment on a brand new Kia that I could pull off a lot before. Hurricanes happened to Before. it, yes. and that way I know the history of this one, and I get the ten-year, hundred-thousand-mile warranty. Um, and my wife brought with her uh, a Ford Ranger pickup that we just recently had major repair on it. That I I rebuilt the transmission with my father-in-law. Nice, nice. And then I bought this uh, Mercury Grand Marquis that already had two hundred and sixty thousand miles on it when I bought yes. it, and I bought it for you know for only you know, three digits. So yeah. it's great. I love it. So your car history has calmed down a little bit as of late. Yeah. Yeah. I've started, I've started, I guess, you know, well, I mean, not really. I mean, that whole <laughs> issue, we haven't even had our second Kia a full year yet. Yeah. That's crazy. And then that's... the one we bought had transmission go out like three months after. Oh yeah. You know what? There is a crazy story about that one. <laughs> I, we, you can't just have a car without. We we bought that issues. transmission I give up. in November. We bought that transmission November last wow. year, and January, my friend from the Navy came back in. I think it's him. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> but uh, we're driving him. Uh, we've got we've got another friend of mine. We got him and me and my wife, and we're all going to go out to dinner, 
and that transmission just starts acting funky. And I brought that car back to Kia, and and we ended up getting a loaner car. And they, yeah, they told me that the it's got it's got one of those one of those funky CVT transmissions. I'm in sorry. It. Boo. Yeah, it sucks. But they're 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 really nice when they work. Yeah. And That's then what it sounds like basically actually mine's got like different driving modes. It's got a sport mode for Ooh. whatever that means. <laughs> You know what that means? That means it imitates having gears and just like mm-hmm. it's actually really quick. You don't even you, you can't even like hear the, the gear change. It's like it's like snappy. It really feels like it's shifting gears. It's the weirdest thing. But no, yeah, they they had to replace the entire transmission on their dime. I was like, that's that's a little weird. But then they were like, yeah, this. Uh, they apparently they like updated some stuff in there already it was a brand new car they already had transmission <laughs> part updates wow. i'm like okay but we haven't had the problem since so uh knock on wood that we won't have it soon but hey 10 years ten thousand miles kia i'm that's watching it. you that's, that's <laughs> right so on that wonderful note we are going to take a minute minute to hear from our sponsors and we're back so i teased y'all a lot when this episode started, I teach you all before we even recorded this episode. Are you still excited? I'm still very excited because we've gotten a big announcement and we had to have Spencer here to share all that uh, car history of his uh, to kind of help frame this big announcement. And uh, Big picture. Big picture, yes, yes. It, it, this did not happen in a vacuum. No. So no. Uh, given your awesome... <laughs> awesomely horrible, awesomely great, awesomely epic. Epic. I just epic. love bad cars. Yeah. <laughs> you, you you have a way with vehicles. That's man. right. Yeah. Um, but given your history, uh, well, basically, why don't you share with us and with our listeners exactly uh, what you presented to us and why? Okay, so uh, I guess this was what like. Mid-pandemic. Yes. <laughs> That's the time frame. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, time is a blur. It's sorry, all relative Sorry for now. those of you who are yes. in, like, California, and you're all, like, still in mid-pandemic. But uh, anyway, uh, no, I mean, w- this was probably, like, two months ago. Yep. That we really first started talking about it. Right. And it was, like, the crazy thing was I wasn't 100% convinced that it was going to be taken seriously, like, <laughs> the first time I pitched it. Oh, man. But, like, You it told was, the wrong people if you didn't want it to was like, taken seriously. It was, like, taken seriously from the minute I hit send. Yes. Like, it was, it was on. <laughs> and I remember I sent this message, and I don't remember exactly what it said, but it said something along the lines of, hey, I, I, do y'all take, like, suggestions? Absolutely, we do. And, yeah, they're mind. like, yes, what suggestions do you have? What's going on? I was like, what, what would y'all think about doing, like, a car show that's, like, not like a normal car show? What do you mean by that? Well, well like, norm- do tell. normal car shows, you've either got, you know, you got new car, car shows, you got even got JDM car shows. They have PT Cruiser car shows in weird parts of the state. You know, <laughs> car shows with you know Lamborghinis. Ferraris, yeah, you know, but but, but everything's everything's like expensive and nice. Yeah. And like then you got like classic car shows. Yeah. Those are those are cool, man. Those are cool. But also expensive and also nice. Yeah. yeah, and all that. But what if you had a car show for like the cars that actually do the work, like? The 200, 300,000 mile dent, scratch, ding, broken windshield. My mirror got hit by a bird last week. True story. I'm not even adding that one into it. (laughs) But like. Front fender gets tuna candle off the side. Yeah. I mean, like, what what about a car show for the, you know, the cars we love to drive every single day? The ones we, not necessarily the ones we've worked on every day of our life. Matt. 
But, <laughs> but you know, sometimes okay. sometimes the cars we worked on every day of our right. life, I've had a couple of those. Yeah. I mean, but the ones that we drive, the ones that we actually spend more time on the road in than we do polishing. Yeah. Because, you know, and what really got my idea on flowing on this is I was watching a YouTube video, and the guy in the YouTube video was prepping his car, showing his process of how he preps his classic car for a car show. And I was like, hey, this is great. This is pretty cool to watch. And then he said, all right, we're getting ready to go. And he drove it onto a trailer, yep. and he drove it to the car show on a trailer. Yeah. And I said, all that work? It's not even a car not, at that you're point. You're not even letting the car? Art. No, yeah, exactly. You're not driving. So, What's the so point in having I, a car? What my dream for this car show is, is I want to look around, and I want to see duct tape. <laughs> Zip ties. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. I want to see baling wire. I want to see <laughs> chewing gum. I want to see I want to see things that we're not going to talk about how how that's going to pass in inspection right. next time. Right. We're not going to talk about how stained our parking lot is next next week. Uh, <laughs> shh. shh. So, you know, we, yeah, it's you know. Car histories, I'm pretty sure I shared this in my car history, but a previous church that I went to, you can still to this day go and look in the parking lot and see the giant transmission fluid stain in the parking lot from where it bled to death. That's the thing people don't realize: like oil will come up, transmission fluid doesn't. Oh my no, gosh. it doesn't. It and stains. That's that, like that's that the worst. Smell is oh yeah, forever ingrained in my nose. What's where only thing worse than like like the smell of leaking transmission fluid is like burning transmission. Fluid. Yes, yes, and I've been there too. It so. does that very well. <laughs> Uh, but no, I mean, like just just in general, just a car show to show appreciation for the cars that, that do the dirty that work. Do the dirty work. I, I mean, love it. I mean, everybody loves a good classic car show. Everybody loves watching that. But where's your where's your show for the you know the two hundred and sixty thousand mile Mercury Grand Marquis of the world? Yeah, and that is where we come in, and that is where you come in as our listeners and as supporters of Garage Talk. So we are announcing tonight. You're not Gra- going to tell them now, are you? Yes, I'm going to tell them now. Right the Garage now? Talk's first ever car show, and it's unlike any car show that's ever been done before. Uh, I've had many conversations since we've started working on this idea with other car show producers, and they're like, man, I've never heard of that. That sounds great. Well, let's do that. And so we are calling it, we have dubbed it, Garage Talk's Unlikely Heroes Car Show. And it will be Saturday, October 24th here in Tyler, Texas, uh, hosted by Hilltop Church of the Nazarene. And uh, we are still out there looking for sponsors for the show to help make sure it goes off without a hitch. Uh, and we are looking for cars for this show. So I doubt anyone's going to be able to top some of Spencer's stories. No kidding. But you can try. The challenge has now been issued. That's Please right. top these stories. So the bar has been set. Uh, we want to see your daily drivers. We want to see your dents, your dings, your rust, your zip ties, your duct tape, your bubble gum, whatever you've got holding your vehicle together. We want to see it. Ever since we've really started rolling with this idea, as I see cars around town, I'm like, oh, that'd be a perfect one. Oh, that'd be a perfect one. Yeah. I love that one. Oh, I love that one. And, and it's not even like looking. I, I admire these cars. They're still running. They're still doing the dirty work that most other people would have cast them aside by this point. Like a like a 08 
three-valve <laughs> five-four with 172,000 miles on it? Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. So I can be in the show? You can be in the show! Yes! <laughs> and uh, we, we've we got countless... I've already started asking friends and family. We've got some connections with some pretty interesting car stories behind them as well. Tons of miles collectively amongst them. If you go back and listen to our Tacoma episode, uh, we met a friend through uh, my brother-in-law Jeff uh, we'll we'll call him Dexter Dexter's Ford F-150 should be in our car show so I'm, I'm just I'm so excited about this car show you have no idea uh, it's why I've been bubbly and giddy since Tuesday when y'all saw me on Facebook live promoting us recording this episode but uh, I, I cannot wait uh, to it's have, gonna be a lot of fun to have everyone here because uh, we are recording at the site of our car show right yeah. now. And we cannot wait to have everyone here uh, and just to see what some what people have done, what you, our fans, have done to keep their rigs moving and uh, to keep their lives going with the rigs that they've got. And so we are, like I said, we're looking for sponsors for this because we've got prizes that we want to give away and awards that we want to give out. So things like the highest mileage vehicle, uh, that absolutely deserves a prize. Oh, yeah. I, I'm kind of curious what stratospheric numbers we're going to see when it comes to high milers. That'd be uh, awesome. Best DIY repair. Uh, the sketchiest or most likely not to pass the safety inspection. My favorite is the leaky bladder award <laughs> for the biggest puddle left <laughs> underneath the car. That absolutely. Is, that is brilliant. Uh, and uh, we will have a People's Choice Award, so... Anyone participating and coming to the show can vote on their favorite, and you can use whatever criteria you want for this car to be your favorite. Okay, okay, I'm cutting you off. All right, we can't give them all of the oh, details. Oh my goodness! About the but show. I want to. But I want to. There's just so then, much going on. We don't have all the details figured out yet. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. So, in the spirit of full transparency with y'all and making sure y'all are completely up to date, you can go to our website. It's gtgaragetalk.com slash car show. And we will update that page with every bit of information we have as we get it. As far as location, how to register, we've already got registration is open. Do we have anybody registered yet? Not currently. So we are, we are just announcing it right now. So uh, registration is open. We're doing registration through Eventbrite. And due to uh, safety concerns, COVID nonsense and all that stuff that's going on, we wish it wasn't a factor, but it is. Uh, we are planning this from the ground up to be a COVID safe event. So we're planning plenty of spaces uh, between participating vehicles. And to that end, space is a premium. So the first 50 cars that register will get in. Five zero. 50. Five zero. And uh, that's all we've got space for on this one. We'll see how this goes. And who knows? It, it might open possibility for bigger and better things in the future. Uh, but like I said, all information as it becomes available will be on our website, gtgaragetalk.com slash car show absolutely brilliant idea spencer we love it yes we appreciate having you on the show it has been a blast talking to you <laughs> listening to your epic epic stories about the hell you have gone oh, through man. in some of your vehicles has it been oh boy it, it builds character yes, absolutely it does. and uh, to that end we thank you our 
listeners for listening to these stories and listening to us and playing along. Like I said, you can find out more from us at gtgaragetalk.com. Go and register your car for our car show, gtgaragetalk.com slash car show. We cannot wait to see you here. Is it October yet, guys? Not yet. I'm ready. I'm ready. Cooler weather. Oh, yes. I am ready for that. (laughs) Bye, guys. Hey Gearheads, Corey here. And if you liked that interview and would like to hear more, even a blooper or two from our recording, head over to patreon.com slash talk. Sign up for our 1LT Camaro tier and you will be granted early access to unedited episodes. You will get to hear everything that goes into Matt and I making a recording of Garage Talk, as well as some bonus content from our guest. If that's not enough, browse through our many other tiers and see what perks come with each level. We appreciate all of you, and we thank you for listening.